Today in Canadian History for June the 2nd, I'm Joe Barima. Stan Rogers. He was a folk singer, a songwriter, a musical entrepreneur, and is a Canadian musical icon. Through his songs about the Maritimes in Canada, he influenced the way we as Canadians view our nation. On this day back in 1983, Stan Rogers died in a fire while on board a plane on a runway in Cincinnati. But, as cliche as it might sound, his songs about Canada lived on. Whether it be in pubs or in folk festivals, iPods, or in classrooms. To learn more about Stan Rogers, I spoke with Chris Gudgeon. He is the author of Northwest Passage, a book that examines the life and music of Stan Rogers. There's two strands. When did he decide to become a musician? Probably fairly young. Um, You know, he found out early that it was a way to get attention from people, and he was a, a little pedantic so he 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 liked to have the platform and he liked to be the focus of attention there's that stream but the real mystery for me is when did he go from being kind of a a middle of the road un, undistinguished folky type singer into being this person who wrote magnificent songs and um certainly that's why we remember him today he was a great performer, you know, a fantastic voice, a great stage presence. But he's going to be remembered on the strength of the songs that he writes. And where that came from, like, that's the question. It seemed to just emerge out of nowhere. And and all of a sudden, he was plucking these timeless, magnificent songs out of the air and presenting them to us. And how that happened, I have no idea. Well, my next question feels almost foolish. Then is his inspiration? What what did he what did he write about for for people who, for whatever reason, are still unfamiliar with Stan Rogers? His inspiration. What did he write about? Well, the pers- there's this like I say, maritime Stan pers- persona of the guy who wrote about. He did. I mean, granted, he wrote a lot about fishing, and uh, he but he was trying to create a, a national folk idiom. He was trying to he was trying to do in a in a different way what um Dylan had done, which was create a contemporary folk idiom. Uh and Dylan had, you know, steeped absolutely steeped in the American folk tradition, had created something contemporary and taken it to a new level. And I think that was Stan's vision that to you know steeping himself in the Canadian idiom, particularly the maritime, which is certainly the most one of the most distinctive and uh, uh, obvious Canadian musical um, expressions. Virtually all the the music that he produced, all his records, had something to do with with uh, the sea or the ocean or fishing. Uh, his last one, From Fresh Waters, was a song cycle based on um, the uh, the Great Lakes. Um, but I th- I think what really um, strikes what really strikes a chord today is not just he's singing about the Maritimes, but he found a way to take this 
timeless music and and um, permeate it with real characters and real emotions that can strike people today that that seem real today. So he did really do what he set out to do, which was update and make contemporary the the folk music. So, I mean, you could talk about Barrett's Privateers or Northwest Passage or the Mary Ellen Carter or whatever, the dozens, the dozen classic songs that Stan's written. And what we forget is he was 33 when he died. He left uh, this magnificent, a, a number of great songs that had been unreleased, uh, that, had, uh, that he hadn't had a chance to release like Puddler's Lament and um, uh, Sailor's Rest, which is another great song. So his his potential, he was so young, and his potential was so tremendous. Um, it's really hard to gauge. Um, it's really hard to gauge what what the the highlights are, but it's certainly easy to to understand the tremendous loss that this country suffered in, in terms of losing an, an artist with a, a national vision that was so strong and a artistic vision that was so strong. It's almost, it sounds as though it was almost easy to tell that, that the hallmarks were, were yet to come. The real highlights were, were still down the road. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, he certainly wasn't, uh, his creative power was not diminished at all. He was certainly in his stride. Um, you know, the last album that he released from Freshwater has four or five fantastic songs on it. Um, White Squall, you know, is maybe his most emotionally mature and insightful and powerful. Uh, song that he wrote. Um, so yeah, he was he was well he was still a creative force, and he would have continued to be a creative force for for decades. A big question, uh, maybe a tough one to tackle. I know it's very broad. What do you think his influence is on 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 our national identity, on on our consciousness? Is is there? Are, do you have any thoughts on that? There's definitely an a legacy, and I, I, it's pretty hard to put into words. But I'll tell you a, a little story about. Um, uh, I'm going to say six years ago, seven years ago, maybe probably six years ago. I had a thought. Uh, Stan was not, has not been uh, honored with uh, induction into the Canadian uh, Music Hall of Fame. So I thought that, well, this is an injustice. Let's get Stan in there. So I started a campaign, and I worked with Geist Magazine. And we did a little campaign, and we thought we'd get, you know, uh, 500 names on the signature just to raise, you know, awareness of this issue that, that Stan should be in there. Well, we this became a national, overnight, it became a national news story. I was interviewed by everybody. And we wound up with almost 20,000 signatures on this petition to get Stan into the Canadian music, the Juno Music Hall of Fame. Um, ultimately, 
they decided not to uh, give it to Stan, but uh, eventually they will, I'm sure. But it just tells you, it, it certainly strikes a chord. It was, uh, you know, people came out of the woodwork um, to support Stan, and then we we kind of followed up with asking people to share their memories with Stan, and and we got, you know, hundreds and hundreds of entries into our on, on into our little online blog there we had going, and that was probably around the same time that a poll, a CBC poll, revealed that um, the number one song uh, of all time in the mind of Canadian. CBC viewers was Northwest Passage, and it was been called our unofficial our unofficial national anthem. He gave voice to a real different kind of Canadian nationalism. In the in the sixties and seventies, fifties, sixties and seventies, we really started to get this notion. Uh, people really started to think of Canada as an independent place, and a, and independence was very much a political thing. And what Stan did was show us that we had an independent voice. We had a unique voice uh, in terms of music. Um, Stan not only was this great songwriter and performer, he actually was one of the very first independent, successful independent music artists in Canada. He created his own record label. And he was successful at it. Like they sold, he sold a lot of records. So I think that, as much as anything, is his legacy. Today is a day full of Canadian history. Geologist Alexander Murray was born on this day back in 1810. Billy Bishop was awarded the Victoria Cross on this day back in 1917. And as always, on this day, we aired this episode of Today in Canadian History. Today in Canadian History is produced by CJSW at 90.9 FM in Calgary. The executive producers are Joe Barima and Mark Affeld. Original music is provided by the Fisk, Fletcher and May Trio. This series is not meant to be a definitive source on our past. Instead, we hope that it sparks a desire to learn more about our unique history. For more information on the series, or to recommend an event or moment, check out our website at cgswcom slash Today in Canadian History. Yes, how could we resist? Pulled from a clip of Stan in a good old-fashioned kitchen party. Here's Barrett's Privateers. Mm-hmm.